It's like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke. And with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And this is our second episode of December 2019, which our theme is Through the Cracks. That is, movies that were released this year that we almost missed, but we're trying to catch before the end of the year. And our episode today, we're going to be reviewing High Life, the uh, most recent Claire Denis film that stars Robert Pattinson, uh, Juliette Binoche, I think, and a few other people that I'll get into more a little later. But before we get into our review of High Life, Corey and I like to catch up and see what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. And Corey just got home with some big news. Uh, Corey, I hear you adopted something. Oh my god, stop. Um, yeah, I, we adopted two little kittens. Um, little cuties. I've been wanting a black cat for a long time. For your witching. Yep. That's right, guys. You heard it here first. Um... <laughs> So they were a bonded pair, and I was trying to be responsible and say no, but Bill's like, do it. For me, it works out perfect that you got two, because one can be Burke, and the other can be Reviews. (laughs) Except that um, the little black one, her name is Clover, and the little tabby, her name is Clementine. Those are horrible names for cats. Like, look, one, Burke Reviews would be perfect. (laughs) because they can review things because think about like a cat sees something it's like meow and now you'll know what it's thinking and it's just the way to go (laughs) um god help me didn't the black cat thing though wasn't that triggered by sabrina oh no i've wanted a black cat for a long time yeah when you saw sabrina back when you were in high school or oh i didn't i didn't watch that show making jokes Corey. it's okay oh my gosh i Um, feel like you hate me i don't hate you at all uh i don't make jokes with people i hate um nor do i do a podcast for three years uh with those individuals we did used Uh, to not like each other i mean but it wasn't like it wasn't which kills me a true dislike as much as i think we butted heads yeah because of our personality yes and we were young um when we first met like i mean we were in our early 20s and uh yeah it was just you know butt heads um, which I, I'm, I can't wait to get to one of the movies that I watched because I'm really, I, I feel like I've entered into a Corey territory, um, that I'm excited to talk about. And if I'm wrong, I'll be like, oh, well, I feel like Corey would be into this. Uh, oh, damn. I, I've been wrong before. Um, you have. so who knows, but, uh, we'll get there when it's we get hard. to the movies, but, um, cool news. Uh, I'm, I'm going to announce it here. Kathy, you know, started a new job about a month ago. And she's been pretty happy, but it was a, it was a bit of a pay cut, and that's why I am working a third job right now, um, which I do enjoy actually. Uh, not so much the time because I do like my my free time. I feel like I'm missing a lot of big movies because like uh, I really want to watch The Irishman, but it's two oh, and yeah. it's three and a half hours, so I just holy had... shiitake. Yes, you say this, Corey, but you have been watched many a TV series that are like ten to fifteen hours. Um, I only... I know I know. I... It, just didn't realize. I know, but that it's, it was so long. Sorry, it's cultural though. I feel like a lot of people have that reaction, and yet we'll binge watch an entire TV series over a weekend. Um, and I'm just trying to like, it's Martin Scorsese and it's Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, like de-aged, mind you. 
it's uh, Netflix's highest budgeted film to date. Um, and from what I've heard from everybody that I respect critically, it's it's amazing. So I'm just I really want to sit and watch the whole thing, and I just have not had that opportunity where I can do it uninterrupted. Um, and then uh, Noah Baumbach's newest film came out, Marriage Story, and that's yeah. getting rave reviews, and I really, really want to watch it. Um, I've liked his last couple of films, even though Squid and the Whale for me was a little too awkward and uncomfortable. I love the Meyerowitz stories, yeah. and I really like uh, both of his um, Greta Gerwig films, um, Francis Ha and I think Mistress America, I want to say. Um, and I think there's a third one that I'm forgetting with um, Ethan Hawke, maybe, but uh, I haven't seen that one, but, um, I really want to watch that, and then on, uh, Amazon Prime, we just got The Report, another Adam Driver film that I've heard really good things about, and, uh, Britney Runs a Marathon, which I've heard mixed things about, but I really want to watch, um, because the trailer looked good to me, and it, I kind of feel like it parallels my journey of the year of weight loss, um, and there's other movies that I, I have not caught yet that I really want to watch, on top of what we're watching right now, and then there's stuff coming out. Like, next week is Star Wars, Corey. And I already have two tickets. Like, not two tickets to go one show. I have two different nights I'm already committed to to see what? The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, because I'm going opening night, of course, um, at 6 o'clock. But my senior class um, at, at my school, uh, Film Three Honors, we've been watching all the Star Wars movies. Because I had at least three kids in the class who had never seen all of them. Uh, we are we are we just finished Force Awakens on Friday. We start Last Jedi tomorrow, so we're literally finishing the the eighth movie a week before the ninth movie comes out. Um, so on uh, next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday we have midterm, so we get out at twelve thirty. So on that Friday, it's their midterm. Right after their midterm, we're meeting up at the mall. So at two thirty, we're going to go see The Rise of Skywalker together as a group, and they will be wearing their Film Academy T-shirts, which I don't know if I showed you or not, but uh, I designed the Film Academy shirts to look like Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker logo. So it says Film Academy, where it would say Star Wars. And then where it says The Rise of Skywalker, it says The Rise of Burkbuster. And they're all going to wear their shirts, and we're going to get a picture um, outside of the theater before uh, before or after the movie. So big oh, nice. big back-to-back Star Wars days for me next week, because I'm going Thursday night, and then I'm going Friday with my uh, four-year students. I've had all of the students in that class for four years. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure I've had all. I think one of them I've only had three, but I have her twice right now because she caught up. Like, she's taking film two and film three honors at the same time. Uh, wow. Yeah, so she was committed, and she's also in my journalism class. So uh, she's. I've only had three years, but she's. she feels like I've had her all four years because she's around. Um, and that's a compliment, not a negative thing. So uh, it's a big it's a big thing because we're at the halfway point, too, for their year because that day is the last day of the semester. So we have one semester left together before they graduate. So it's a big, like, moment for all of us. Like, we're, everyone's kind of committed to going. Um, one student's parents actually delayed going to New York to make sure he could attend the movie with us. So trying not to get choked up on that comment because I thought, I was like, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, they're waiting to find out when we're going. I'm like that's amazing like wow yeah. you know um heck of parents right like they didn't want him to miss out and it, it means a lot um you know so it's it's been it's been a this is uh, my second group where i've had everybody for four years but this is the largest group and the first official to go through my program as it stands right now with visual tech film one film two film three honors so um it's a big deal this year and uh 
you know, they, they actually picked their curriculum. They're the last group that I've kind of like free roam my curriculum. My, uh, I was testing things and testing things. And now I've got a pretty set s schedule for my film one and two kids this year and next year and so on. But this is the, like the last group of like, I let them kind of, we felt our way through the curriculum. So like this year it was their idea to do series. Cause we'd never done like full series of films. And they're like, well, I had a couple of kids who'd never seen Star Wars. We're like, well, that's perfect because Rise of Skywalker comes out, so we'll do that. And then uh, we're either going to stay with this and uh, we're going to watch the Matrix trilogy, um, mm. possibly the Back to the Future trilogy because some of them have never seen that, and that blows my mind. Um, and a couple other little things like that. But uh, we also might change because I, I realize I've only shown them one Christopher Nolan film, and that's Memento, which I love, but I really want to show them Inception, The Prestige, and Interstellar. Uh because I'm kind of a like Christopher Nolan fanatic, um, and I also want to show them Dunkirk, and uh, that would shift our strategy a little bit. But I don't know. And then I also like showing them new movies. Like this is the group that last year I showed Searching and um, Leave No Trace and uh, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People um, oh. and Blind Spotting, uh, which a couple of them that's their favorite movie like of all time right now. So you know I like exposing this group to uh, movies that they may not have ever heard of before and. Um, it's been, it's been a journey. It's, it's the, the, why I still teach, um, is getting to work with amazing kids who are able to create cool content. And, um, you know, I help, even if I don't turn them all into filmmakers, I, I help find, I help them find what they care about through the films that we watch. And that to me is just as important as making new filmmakers. So, um, on a side note, did you see the trailer that dropped today? You sent it to me, but I have been nonstop all day, oh. all day, and I just saw that my boyfriend that doesn't age, Paul Rudd, yes, is in it. So I, I, just... I I've been all over this. Um, Ghostbusters was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, and I I give it almost all of the reason why I love film as much as I do because that first experience has been. I, going to the there's nothing more important to me than going to the movies. Like I that is my favorite thing to do and it has been that since i was like two um there have been little stints where i couldn't go or like life got away from me or whatever um but it's always been my go-to like i have a free day what can i do what movies are playing like that's my first thought and um ghostbusters has always been one of my favorites bill murray is one of my favorite uh actors i absolutely adore him in so many things um and Ghostbusters, I, I defend Ghostbusters too. I don't think it's perfect, but I definitely don't think it's as bad as people hate on it. There's good stuff in it. It's funny. And it's just more Ghostbusters. It's kind of what we were looking for. Um, I wanted the all-girl cast to be a good movie. I do not think it is. Um, and I'm kind of a Paul Feig fan at this point. Like, I really love The Simple Favor. I actually really super enjoyed Last Christmas uh, from this year. I like Bridesmaids a whole lot. Not a big fan of The Heat and... Uh, I didn't like the Ghostbusters movie. Um, and when they announced this new one, uh, which is now a sequel to the second and first film, this is not a, it's not a full reboot, but it is kind of like a soft reboot, uh, partly because the guys are getting really old and, um, you know, uh, Harold Ramis died a few years back. So they announced this movie. Uh, Ivan Reitman was the original director. Jason Reitman, his son is directing this, who did Juno and Tully and, um, Oh, I'm going to forget the other awesome movies that he's done. But I got to see him when I was at Tribeca with um, uh, editor of Burke Reviews, David. We went to see Tully two years ago, and he did a Q&A, and it was awesome because I'm a, I'm a Reitman fan for the most part. 
And um, we had also that same day went and saw the Ghostbusters firehouse. So David and I take credit that we saw the firehouse and then him, and then now he's directing a new Ghostbusters movie. That's not a coincidence, folks. It's, it's all because of me. And uh, the trailer dropped today, and I could not be more excited. It looks so much like what I want it to be, and I love Paul Rudd just like Corey. Um, it also has Finn Wolfhard from uh, good old Stranger Things, and he seems like he's cast appropriately. And I think it has, uh, if I, I haven't done the full cast list, but I think McKenna Grace is in it, who was in Gifted with Chris Evans, um, which is a great movie. And she is, if it is her, she is a terrific actress uh, from what she's been in, which is not a lot yet, but she's been in enough that uh, she's you know, got recognition. Um, I'm confirming that now. Yeah, McKenna Grace. Um, she was also, I guess she's in Ready Player One. I don't know who she played that. She's in I, Tanya. She's one of the young Captain Marvels um, in the Captain Marvel movie. And then, she, yeah, actually, she's done quite a few movies, considering her age. But I haven't seen all of these. Um, but she's very, very, very good and gifted. And uh, she, I didn't recognize her in the trailer, but, man, the character that she's playing seems great. Um, I, I could not have been happier with this teaser trailer. Uh, but Corey hasn't watched it yet, so we don't have, I guess you don't have much to add. But, I mean, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Um, the, another trailer dropped that I feel like we could talk about before we get into what we've been watching. Uh, did you see the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer? No. That dropped yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you know any... Like, did you like Wonder Woman? I did. I liked it a lot, and I went to see it a second time, but now it's like... Over time, I'm like... I don't know how to explain it. Well, do you know who uh, the villain, well, at least one of the villains is supposed to be? I read, and it's someone that I really like, and now I can't remember. Like, it's... I've been seeing little snippets, but I haven't, like, watched the... Uh, the main, one of the villains that's supposed to be in the movie is Cheetah. That's a, a iconic Wonder Woman, like, it's her Joker kind of thing. Um, it's supposed to be Kristen Wiig. Uh, well, Kristen Wiig is definitely playing that character. I, I don't... I didn't love the trailer, to be honest. Um, I've heard a lot of other people really excited about it. I'm not down on it. It just feels like a lot more of the same. And what I've what they've shown so far of Kristen Wiig felt just like a Kristen Wiig rom-com, which is cool in a Kristen Wiig rom-com. But in Wonder Woman, it's like, what's happening here? I don't understand. Where's Cheetah? Like, um, so I wasn't sold on the trailer. Um, and I... I do feel like there's... I guess it's not a spoiler, but it, it feels a little bit like they could have saved it for the film. I won't say since you haven't seen it, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm like, whatever on it. Uh, I'm kind of done with DC. I was hoping they would just drop everything and start over again. Um, because, I, one, I had to buy Aquaman because I, I can't start a collection of movies and not own all of them. And, like, I know a lot of people liked Aquaman, and it's fine, but I, I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't already own all the other ones. I'd, that's true of Justice League as well. Um, Shazam was cool. I like Shazam a lot. I didn't mind buying that one. But I'm kind of done with the DC stuff. I'm kind of done buying Marvel at this point. I feel like I've got, like, the Phase 1 or whatever, Phase 4, whatever the heck the first 22 or 23 movies are. And now yeah. I have Disney Plus, so I think I'm like I'm gonna stop buying as long as they're on Disney Plus because it's too many freaking movies. Yeah. Um, but 
that said, uh, you want to get into what we've been watching? Yeah. Oh, I just clicked the button twice. Um, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. I don't have a lot to. I don't, I don't either. This uh, I just can't find the time. So many movies Talk I want to watch. Yeah, I feel like you have an excuse. I mean, I've been kind of busy too. I was busy all freaking weekend, and I mean, everyone that knows me knows that that's not how I like my life to be. But, um, you know, uh, yeah. So I um started watching the first episode of Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I've heard that's very good. Um, I'm a little over halfway done with the first episode. I had to stop because I had a, uh, Saturday I had a bunch of errands and stuff to do and I baked a cake and, um, made double eggs for my cousin's, uh, baby shower yesterday. Mm. And I like to watch something while I eat my breakfast in the living room if Bill's not awake. So I was, I started watching that and I mean... I feel like most people know what the show is about, and I was just pissed the whole time, and I know I'm supposed to be mad, but still, I it's hard for me to, like, think about getting so invested in something with three seasons that I'm gonna just be effing mad about the whole time, or just... I mean, at some point, I would imagine there's gonna be some catharsis, so... Um, I heard that it doesn't really... Oh. Well, see, I yeah. I guess I I like the actress a lot, whose name oh I, Elizabeth keep, Moss. That's it. She's uh, great, and uh, she's had a hell of a year. Like between us and um, yeah, the she's she's one of the best parts of the kitchen. The kitchen's not good, but she's really good in it. And uh, we're gonna be watching her movie, um, her smell in two weeks. Uh, so like I've become like an Elizabeth Moss fan, um, but I haven't watched that show yet. But I thought it was very interesting that I watched that and then uh last night i watched this movie and i could see there were some parallels that i didn't like um (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not supposed to like them but still you know what i mean do you see what i'm saying like i my friend is like i think you're gonna get sucked in because of the story and i can totally see that but i also am just having a hard time committing you know i don't know it's Um, And then I went to the theater the other day with my movie friend, um, and we saw Knives Out. Ooh, what'd you think? I keep wanting to say the F word. Loved it. Yes, right? (laughs) I love, which is interesting because you have had a uh, up and down relationship with the director, Ryan Johnson, because you don't love Brick, which baffles me. Nope. So much, because I love Brick. Uh, And... You liked Last Jedi, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to take I, that. I'm get, I get all the titles mixed up. The last Star Wars movie. Uh, that it wasn't yeah. Solo. Yeah, the, I the, think so. The one with the awesome Red Room fight sequence. Um, okay. I have the worst memory, guys. I'm Apparently, probably going to have Alzheimer's by the time um, I'm, like, 50. Well, um, I, I'm a big Ryan Johnson fan. I love Knives Out, so I'm glad to hear you also loved it. Yeah, I love it. Like, this is... I don't feel like this is a spoiler. It's not what you expect. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Like... And the cast. Oh, my God. The cast. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I like Christopher Plummer. I haven't seen Me a too. whole lot with him in it, but... And I want you to watch Beginners, because I just I love that movie that. so much. Um, be ready for a punch in the gut. Uh, and then, like, Tony Collette. She was so freaking funny yeah as a Gwyneth Paltrow mocking character which I loved too 
<laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, I, I just liked all... I, I loved all of it. I thought it was fun. Um, and I want that house, so I don't know who I need to talk to. I don't know how much money that's going to cost me, but I want that house. I love, like... Again, I don't feel like it's a spoiler, but I love houses with, like, nooks and crannies and, like... I don't know. Hidden... It's... Uh, uh, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's apparently, like, a real house, too. Like, that they, oh, uh, so they were beautiful. filming. Oh, it's so Yeah. Oh, um, Ryan Johnson that. was actually on an episode of Douglas Movies with... Oh. Uh, um, ooh, I'm going to forget her name, but... Uh, I think it was Michael Shannon's wife in the movie. She's in a bunch of stuff. Garfunkel and Oates is her comedic band. Why can't I think of her name? She's... It's her and Kate Micucci are Garfunkel and Oates. I cannot think of her name. But it was her and then the um, the cop that was not Lakeith Stanfield and not uh, Daniel Craig, but the other cop who was like the highway uh, patrolman. Um, he's he's <laughs> apparently in every one of uh, Ryan Johnson's movies. I guess they're like good oh. friends. And so it was the three of them on Doug Loves Movies, and it was really great. Um, I was I was very like – Doug doesn't always get super big like guests like that, so getting Ryan Johnson was pretty cool. And um, – yeah, it was a good episode if you want to go back and, and listen to it because they talk about the house and stuff. And uh, they also they have some really great Jamie Lee Curtis stories of like her on set and how cool she is. And that made me like super happy like to hear that she's just like an awesome person. And she does eat yogurt on set. They wouldn't they could not verify if it was Activia or not, but she totally brought her own yogurt. And that's hilarious. That's funny. They also have at least two really great Michael Shannon stories that are worth you like listening just to hear those stories because I know I how love, much you him. love him. I know. Yeah. I know. I just. It's, I don't know, like, uh, when I first, you know, found, even knew who he was, he's such a detestable, such a horrible character, but he plays it so damn good, I don't know. And then, well, I, I just feel like he can do anything, you know. They said he's, like, super awkward, and, like, he just kind of sits there and it looks angry, but he's not angry. He's, like, super, like, friendly and casual, but he just, like, has that menace about him. And they were, they were like, a bunch of the actors were sitting around waiting for, like, recording to start or whatever, and they were talking about, like, the worst roles they've done. And um, he's just sitting there looking angry, looking angry, and he gets up and he walks out. Like, he walks out of the room, and they're all like, oh, man, what? And then from, like, the other room, he shouts, um, I've got you all beat. I did Racing Stripes or whatever the movie is with the zebra. And then, like, walks oh. out and slams the door. <laughs> it's like, they were like... Was he making a joke? We don't know if that was real. Cause it's, like, <laughs> it's just like, they say he's super funny. I don't know. I was, I love hearing like those type of stories and they had some really good ones. So uh, fans of, of podcasts and fans of DLM um, and or fans of Knives Out, definitely check out that episode with Ryan Johnson. It's really good. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I want to see that movie again. I, I loved it. I cannot wait to own it. Yeah. Um, it's just fantastic. My friend, we always, um, we try to, I, I try not to always pick the movie. So I was like, you can pick the movie. And last Christmas, they have no evening showtime. So yeah. what about us people who work? It doesn't. It's, it didn't do so well, which is a shame because it's actually really charming. And I like it a whole lot. And so she had already seen Knives Out. She's like, but it's so good. I'll go see it again. Oh, nice. And I was like, okay, let's go. That's that's a testament because a lot of people won't do that, especially with like a, a whodunit. But the movie's just a fun, like, ride. So it doesn't matter if you know the outcome. Like, I think you should go in not knowing the outcome. But it doesn't matter because the whole journey is just amazing. Agreed. Was there anything else? 
Mm, not that I can remember. So TV shows. Uh, again, I don't usually keep up with shows, but it's the last season of Silicon Valley, so I'm doing my best oh, yeah. to keep up with it. Um, I think we're through episode six, and I, I love the show so much. I've had a really good time with this season. Um, it, it It's still kind of unclear how it's going to end, but it's been winding down, and the last episode was a lot of fun. Um, that's kind of it. I, I really want to watch a bunch of other stuff. I'm still, like, I'm a season behind, I'm a season and a half behind of The Good Place. Uh, I want to get to that. I want to, I want to get to Barry season two, and I really want to watch the new HBO Watchmen series, but I just haven't committed to it yet, so it's just sitting there waiting for me. Um, so maybe one day, but, uh, we did get Disney Plus, and we haven't watched a whole lot on it, but my wife and I finally sat and watched Noel, the, uh, Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader Christmas movie. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's not perfect by any means, but it's super charming. If you like Anna Kendrick, especially, it's super like it's her. It's it's her kind of, it's her doing her um, dim-witted kind of character where she doesn't quite fit in, but she's still really sweet and charming all the time. Um, and then Bill Hader doing his kind of ang- like anxious fish out of water character that he's done a few times, um, and most of the plot is derivative of other Christmas movies. Like there's elements of elf and there's elements of it's a wonderful life. And there's, there's all these like little pieces pulled in, but it's a Christmas movie and it's super fun and charming. Like that's, if you're going to be overly critical about this, like they're not trying to change anything. They're just giving you like the Disney plus version of a Hallmark movie. So it's a little better, you know, it's not, it's not going to you know be like the best Christmas movie you've ever seen. But if you like these actors, I think you'll find it very charming. Um, I did tear up at least twice and it was, it hit like heartstring things for me. Like anytime it's like education or like working with a kid who struggles or who's often maybe would be pushed to the side, um, is always going to kind of break me. And there's a moment like that. And it was just like, "Mm, okay. Um, then, uh, I didn't, I watched high life, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, today I actually watched two movies. Uh, one kind of was like just on in the background, but it was a rewatch. I, I watched Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, uh, cause I hadn't watched two yet. I, I really want to watch more. Like I like to rewatch Christmas movies every Christmas and I just haven't even been able to like throw them on in the background cause I've been so busy. Um, and so I, I threw that on while I was making dinner tonight, which I'm going to segue for just a moment. Uh, on Black Friday, I got us, uh, in the house, a Instapot. Mm-hmm. You know, like the pressure cooker. Yeah. Um, and, oh man, I made beef stew in 45 minutes today. Yeah. What do you have objections to the Instapot? Well, I bought it and I made oh. pulled pork. Ooh. And I, I should have let it rest, I think, mm. longer, but the texture weirded me out. I have not had any issues so far. I've made two things. I did a pork tenderloin, so not pulled pork, just like a, a pork roast. Uh, mm-hmm. came out really juicy. And then I did a beef stew today with the recipe I found online. Um, well, kind of. I slightly followed the recipe. I, I, I did my I added mushrooms. We like oh, mushrooms I love in the mushrooms. house. Yes, yes, I added uh, baby portobellas to it. And then um, I also put green beans in it because I like, I like green. But I, I didn't put the green beans in the pressure cooker. I, like, cooked them and then added them to the stew. Oh. Uh, because I was worried they might like mush Soggy. too much. Yeah, so uh, I thought I think that was the right call, by the way. But um, the potatoes, delicious. carrots, onions, bell peppers, and then uh, it, it came out really, really good. Like I thought it was great. Um, and again, in forty-five minutes, super cool that you can do a beef oh, stew yeah. like that, and it be as tender as if it was slow cooking all day. Because you know, I came home and I cut everything up, threw it in there, 
less than an hour later, we had a delicious dinner. Um, but I had Home Alone 2 on while I was doing that. I, we also bought an air fryer. And, <clears throat> oh, man, changed the game for sweet potato fries. I'm telling you. Um, freaking great. Uh, side, so here's the movie I was, I'm excited to bring up. Uh, you know, I've been talking about this podcast, Blank Check, for most of this year. It's been my obsession. Um, they're currently doing Jonathan Demi. And is the director whose filmography they're going through. A lot of his early stuff is hard to find, but they're, the movie that they did for this this past Sunday's episode was uh, 1984's Stop Making Sense, the talking head. You um, can't talk co- about it. Why? I own it, and I want to watch it. I've You've... owned it for a while, oh, and great. I'm such a big talking heads fan. Okay, well, not, I thought you like, were such a big, but I mean, there are people who are bigger fans, but like my favorite song in the world is talking heads song. And I got to see David Byrne last year and it just made oh. my freaking life. Um, and he played talking head songs. So, I was um, right. so yeah, I am a fan and I do own it, but it's like, and our mutual friend, um, I, I also thought that he would be a big talking head fan. Yeah, uh, he told me that I I need to I just need to own it. Okay, um, so is it a Criterion? Yeah. Okay, so it's on Amazon Prime now, oh. um, which is how I watched it because I I didn't I listened to the podcast and I was like this sounds amazing I I I know very little about the Talking Heads I actually knew more of their songs than I realized I knew, um, but I never listened to I never actively like went and listened to them I've heard a lot of their songs and the soundtracks and stuff no clue uh, how much I knew until I listened to the the. Uh, or I watched the concert movie, but this is oh. considered to be one of the best concert films. No, I'm lying. It's not Criterion. I should oh, okay. find it on my shelf. It looks kind of like a Criterion box, though, uh, because of his big suit. But um, so I watched it tonight. Um, Taylor had a final, and I, rather than like come all the way home, I just went down the road to the McDonald's and got a coffee and sat and mooched their Wi-Fi. Um, but that only ended up lasting like 20 minutes because she, my kids, good at writing, and it was an essay final, so she knocked it out in like 30 minutes, which is why I stayed close. And then um, she's finished two college classes already in her sophomore year, by the way. Yes. And uh, but so I came home and I watched this, and then I went up to the gym. Um, but man, one the concert footage is amazing. So I'm not gonna, I won't get into details or anything, but you should definitely watch it as soon as possible. Um, but listening to the podcast before watching it, I've not really done that if I was planning on watching it, um, and I wasn't, but because I didn't think I was gonna be able to get a hold of this, and then I was like man, this sounds great. I'm going to see wh- how much it is. And Prime had it on. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it then. So, And it's only 90 minutes. So it's like, you know, a good length for a concert, but it's not like too long of a movie commitment. Um, it's it's really cool. Like, I, I can't stress enough. If you have Prime, take a look at Stop Making Sense. Also, it's given me a new appreciation of a band that I've heard people talk about and stuff, but I've never really bothered to, uh, to get into. And then, you know, Jonathan Demme, um, well, well known for... Uh, Silence of the Lambs, Philadelphia, uh, Rachel Getting Married. Um, I've not seen Philadelphia or Rachel Getting Married. I own both of those. He did the remake of The Manchurian Candidate with Denzel, which I wanted to watch after we watched the other Manchurian oh, Candidate. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he, I think one of his last movies was Ricky and the Flash, the Meryl Streep movie where she's like a musician. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to watch that one. Um, he's done some other stuff. He's done a lot of concert-type docs, I think, or maybe just docs in general. Um, I'm not trying to get into those and the podcast isn't going to either. So, but, uh, I, man, I'm really glad I watched this. Um, I started Brittany, Brittany runs a marathon. And then like, there was a scene 
where I wasn't sure if it was going to get, like, hard R. And there were, like, kids behind me at McDonald's. So I was like, maybe I need to stop this. Because I didn't think mm-hmm. about it being an R-rated film. I was thinking, it's a comedy. And then I was like, oh, it could be, like, a raunchy comedy. I had headphones in, but still, like, I wasn't sure if they were going to, like, suddenly show something. So I paused it. And I was like, maybe the music documentary is the way to go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like, yeah. So I switched that. So I, I am going to go back to Britney uh, Runs a Marathon um, at some point. But that was, I think, the right call tonight. And it, it, it fit into my schedule a little better. But so that's all. That's all I've got. I'm sorry I went a little long there. Um, a lot of little tangents. But uh, apparently I'm... In, Oh, you know what? I had caffeine. Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> this is I, making sense. <laughs> I got I got very excited because they. Uh, I found out McDonald's has Americano, which is like my go-to coffee because of I, I'm avoiding. I'm still avoiding most carbs. Like I eat whole grain, um, but like excess carbs, I'm avoiding. Like especially with sugar and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it through when I was ordering if they didn't offer decaf Americano, which is what I usually get. So I had like full blown Americano at like seven o'clock. So apparently running on a bit of a sugar buzz or not sugar uh caffeine buzz um yeah also i'm kind of i don't know how i'm going to be able to talk about this movie without cursing because one of the things in the movie has to be referred to appropriately uh and so we might i might drop an f-bomb on the podcast for like the first time i think of the run of the podcast so heads up for that folks let's get in to our review of High Life, uh, with starting off with the stats, um, I just opened IMDb and it's got the still of the the Ghostbusters trailer, and I'm so excited about Paul Rudd holding a Ghostbusters trap. Um, okay, so High Life, Nine, uh, officially it's 2018. However, it was uh, the official like wide release was in um, April, I think. I'm pulling it up, pulling it up. Yeah, April 12th. So it is a 2019 film, so it does count for this through the cracks. Um, a father and his daughter struggle to survive in deep space where they live in isolation. Uh, stars Robert Pattinson, Juliette Binoche, Andre Benjamin, or Andre 3000, Mia Goth, um, Agata Buzek, Lars Eidinger, Claire Tran. Pretty much all these other people are barely in the movie, let's be real. Um, it's directed by Claire Denis, a director whose work I've not seen but have heard really good things about uh, up until this point. I'm thinking, after seeing High Life, that maybe she's not a director for me. I don't know. Um, you can't judge from one film, but this has a 77 Metascore and a 5.9 IMDb user score. Um, and I picked this movie. Uh, I'm curious, Corey. If I'm glad that I didn't pick it, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm going to go pros and cons real fast. I think the performance of Robert Pattinson is excellent. Yeah. I've become a very big fan of his. Something I would never have thought I would say during the Twilight phase. Um, but of his last several films that I've seen, I, I am a big, big fan. Um, I This is, I think, the second space movie that I've picked this year. Because was Solaris this year? feel I pretty sure so. Solaris was because we did out of this world like at the beginning of the year right yeah we we did not pick well with those I don't think um no because Solaris I I enjoyed Solaris you did not um Sunshine the Danny Boyle one I did not love I don't remember how you felt about it I feel like you might have liked it more than me but I like it but yeah. you know I didn't I didn't hate it but I definitely wasn't as uh into it as I thought I would be and then um and then this one uh honestly I'm going to let you in on a secret, Corey. 
Have uh, have you seen the cover of the film has like like plants and people like holding hands? And I totally thought this movie was going to be about marijuana. Oh, that sounds so cultish to me. Because it's like high life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's like green. And so I totally thought this was a, about like marijuana and maybe like the legalization of it or like this utopian society where they've like weed's legal. Like that's what I thought I was getting into. <laughs> now, I have we to... could have handled that much better. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that you're just losing it. Big Tuna <laughs> about a month ago when I told him that we were like we were doing through the cracks and that um, he recommended uh, that we watch. Oh, I forgot what it's called now. Um, it's like a weird club sex movie. I can't think of what it's called. Oh, yeah. You you suggested to me to choose? Yeah. Well, no. He suggested that I suggest to you to choose, which I, I've heard that movie's really good. It's definitely supposed to be a little much. Um, but I think it's like in the vein of horror. So it's like in that way, it's up your alley. But um, when I mentioned this movie, Sean made a joke about a sex box. And I did not know anything. I somehow managed to not learn anything about this movie. Obviously, as I thought, again, it was about marijuana. So, Well, it's A24. I just feel like people don't really talk about these movies. But, well, I've seen a bunch of people raving about this on my Twitter feed over the year, like that it was great. And, and I can see why someone might think so. I really can't. I, I found it to be... I don't think I got any of the messages that the movie's trying to deliver. Um... I thought Juliette Binoche felt like a supervillain, like, like... Oh, I thought that was... On purpose? Yeah. Yeah, I do too, but I felt like it was out of place. Like, it was so... Not even necessarily out of well, place. I don't know. I feel like to, to like, even get into that would be spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, to wrap it up, I was... There's a scene in this movie that made me unbelievably uncomfortable. Um... Which, that's a, that's a... There were two for me. Oh, there might be more, but there was one that definitely made me worry. I was, like, looking away in shame kind of thing, because it was, like, way more than I was expecting. And I was also, like, really paranoid that someone was going to walk by, like, the room and, like, catch what was happening on the TV and then be like, what are you watching? And me be like, I picked I it for a movie club. I would have known what was going on. Maybe not, maybe <laughs> not. But I was, I was feeling very paranoid by it, um... I did not expect that scene in this movie, and um, I think I'm okay with filmmakers exploring whatever. Some things are never going to work for me, and that was maybe too much for me. It, it pushes my, my comfort zone, and again, maybe that's what they want. That's fine. It doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy that experience. I, I, like a li I don't mind being out of my comfort zone with movies sometimes. Other times... It, it really takes me out of the experience or makes me not want to be in the experience anymore. Um, and and also, if I don't see the reason for it, like if I'm like, Word. this scene feels really... That whole middle section where this happens, which we'll get into more detail in spoiler, I'm like, what is the point of all of it? I don't, I don't think I grasp it. And I like to think of myself as very intelligent, but I'm definitely... There are certain subjects that I'm cut off from or I, I've not read up enough on. And um, there's clearly allegory here and, and metaphor. I just I don't for sure know what is being said. Um, and I've had one or two ideas. Um, you know, I honestly haven't thought much about this movie since watching it the other day. Uh, maybe on purpose. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to move on. 
But, Think about knives now and nothing else. I, yeah, so I, I, I didn't love it, and I almost texted you uh, and said, I'm sorry, without context. I was just going to say, I'm sorry, and let you figure out what I was sorry about. <laughs> but I had, a, I had a pretty good feeling you were not going to like this movie. <laughs> so it sounds like I'm right. You also did not enjoy this. Yeah, and I just... I just have a problem with even just the basis of the story. Like, I don't know. And I don't feel like that's fair because everyone wouldn't make the same choice that I would. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I. And it was long. It was freaking long. And it felt even longer than it was. It, it's not quite two hours. Like, it's really not um, too long. Uh, but Something... it, it felt long. Yeah, and something, so not a spoiler, but I did find it interesting because it doesn't happen very often, but I think we're like 17 minutes in before we even get like the title. That could be. Um... And and then um, like the last 10 minutes are credits, which I feel, I think it might have been a little more than 10 minutes because. Yeah, it was a lot of credits. Yeah, because I did fast forward through it to make sure I wasn't missing anything. But um, I thought that was kind of an interesting way to eat up, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting because, like, the the critics – I haven't read much yet from the critics. Wow, there are people who gave it – three gave it 100s. Um, one from The Guardian, which is surprising to me. I need to – I want to read these. Um, I don't know if you know David Ehrlich – um, but he's a film critic that I, I tend he writes for IndieWire a lot but um, I, he's been on uh, Blank Check and he's on a couple of other podcasts I I don't always agree with him but I'm always I'm always kind of awed by his way of, of writing the reviews like he's just got a really great way with words and um, I uh, yeah wow just see his opening sentence is Claire Denis erotically apocalyptic space odyssey owes more to Paul Schrader and Solaris than it does to Star Wars and Sunshine, and totally agree with that sentiment. Um, and Paul Schrader is a writer and director. He did um, First Reformed with Ethan Hawke uh, two years ago, and it doesn't always resonate with me as as much as it does some other people. And um, I kind of feel that's what's happening here. He uh, he gave it a ninety one on Metacritic. Uh, Elric did. I want to read Ehrlich. Excuse me. I want to read his whole review at some point, but. Um, yeah, listeners, uh, we're going to get into spoilers, but Corey and I both not, I, I'm definitely not saying this is a bad movie. It, for me, did not work. Um, and I feel like if we weren't watching this for movie club, I don't know if I would have finished it. I kind of agree. Um, and that's saying something I generally will not do that. Uh, but I was, I was kind of bored and not. I hate saying bored because bored implies like I was out of the movie because of some of the content that I was just like, okay. And I, I didn't connect with where we were going with the journey. I think that it's also hard because I, ugh, you end up finding out about these people and you'd, I just don't really care. Yeah. The, the plot structure is really unique. Um, how she how she chooses to reveal things uh and there's a huge time jump at one point that is broken up by flashback which is weird to like 
we're in present day we jump to the past to learn a bunch of stuff and when we come back to quote unquote present day it's jumped a lot and there's no real rhyme or reason to that other than it's different i guess like or at least again there could be rhyme or reason to all of us and maybe i'm too dense to get it or maybe i just checked out and, and it could even be maybe it's just subject matter that i've not explored enough to get the allegory of and that matters with allegory if you don't know the source material if you don't know what the movie is commenting on you can't connect to it and that's just you know how it works and maybe i'm not worldly enough to get what claire denise is doing i hate to think that i like to think of myself as a little more open to things but maybe not maybe this is one of those areas where i just haven't explored and maybe i won't um you know so uh let's get into spoilers guys from here on out we're going to talk about high life uh in great detail you've been earned so i was really hoping this was a spiritual sequel to how high um the method man <laughs> red man film get out of here now there is a how high too that has some mumblecore rappers that i'm never gonna watch but uh yeah this okay so the day i watched this you received uh your christmas present in the mail from me mm-hmm. and Got i the was other one today oh good i was really tempted but I kept forgetting to do it too. So like the time in between our conversation about the package you received and my joke would have been really weird. And I don't know if it would have just <laughs> came off as awkward, but listeners, I'm about to curse. I apologize. I don't usually do this, but I feel like it's necessary. I was going to write to you. Just know it's not a fuck box <laughs> with no context. Cause you hadn't seen the movie yet and no. it was going to weird you out. And then when you saw the movie, you would laugh. That was my hope. But then, like, as time went on, I was like, now it's just going to be weird if I say it. Like, it's, it's, it's been too long of a gap between the time we <laughs> talked about the, the box from Hot Topic arriving and the joke I want to make but felt apprehensive about making. Um, yeah, so I, I, I opted not to, but I thought I would at least bring it I, up here. I appreciate that. I'd be like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, as, again, I think if I had done it immediately, it would have at least been like, yeah, what? I'd have been like, but, what? If I just, like, randomly, like, an hour later was like, at least it's not an F-box, you would have been like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I, uh, I, pick, I pick and choose my jokes, listeners. Like, I, you gotta time things. Yeah. Um, so, Robert Pattinson, he's great. I feel like the cast is really good. They're, I really liked Andre 3000. Yeah, I did too, and um, he's been in a couple of things that I've enjoyed. Uh, he's in a Will Ferrell movie that probably most people hate, but semi-pro where he's like, it's like, uh, the ABA basketball league. And he's like kind of the, he's really should be the protagonist, but it ends up being more like Will Ferrell and Woody Harrelson are the protagonist. And he's like the tertiary character, but he's really good in that. Um, and I feel like he was in something else that now I can't think of. Um, I haven't seen four brothers, but I hear that's actually good. And mm-hmm. be cool. Is supposed to be bad but not because of him just like as a movie um oh i haven't watched the Jimi hendrix movie but i hear uh i hear he's good in it i don't know if like the movie's any good but um yeah i liked him in this quite a bit um he should definitely get more opportunities to perform he seems like he's got something there although his characters end like did he lay down and die is that what we're supposed to get when he like just fades away <laughs> yeah yeah, so I even rewound it because I was like, did I miss something? 
And then I read through, like, a plot synopsis today to make sure I was up to speed. And, yeah, it said in the plot synopsis, or whatever, that he buried himself in the garden. Okay. But it just looked like he laid down and died. Well, I think that was a time lapse. So I think we were, like, seeing, like, a memory, and then it went back to present day kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. she plays with that a lot. And that's... I I don't think it works very well. Again... Well, tiresome. Yeah, like, because we start with... um, Robert Pattinson and Willow, right? That's the baby's name? Yeah. And she's a an infant, like, super young. Um, he There's a really disturbing sequence where he basically says, I could I should just drown you like a cat. Um, but part of that is because he doesn't know how much longer they can survive. It's just him and her at this point. Um, well, oh, go ahead. Well, the, the ship is hurtling through space. It's a big cube. Um... And they, they apparently the speed in which it's traveling is the reason there's gravity. Uh, they're they're traveling like 99% the speed of light, I believe, is what we're told. Um, some of that stuff is really interesting. I don't know if any of the science is practical in any uh, way. Well, they, I was reading that just on Wikipedia, but um, I believe that it said that they hired an, a physicist or something to help with it. That's one of the things I love about Interstellar is that uh, Nolan was like so hell-bent on following possible theoretical ideas with without breaking it that he had that and like uh, the guy would like fight with him on the script and he would always concede but he was also trying to make the story he wanted to make so he would like have to figure out ways around some of the things um physicist and and black hole expert aurelian or all which that part like with the black hole was cool but i don't really i didn't understand what we like what for sure was supposed to have happened um and the ending i i really need i i haven't done any reading i, tr- I usually try to hear like watch a video or something to hear someone's interpretation if i don't have my own and i kind of don't um yeah like i guess at the end they go into the ship and they go to the black hole like mia goth's character did earlier and mia goth presumably died like horribly she looked like she exploded yeah it was really graphic like painful to watch um and poor mia goth dies a lot though because i'm pretty sure she has a brutal death in suspiria uh the suspiria remake from this this year or last year whatever the hell it was torture is what it was for me um both times i didn't like the original or the remake very much um but uh at the end robert pattinson and willow who's now a teenager again suddenly um there i don't understand why we jump ahead so much it was it's a i'm okay with it but it was like a surprise to me because like we're she's a baby we flash back we see how we end up with the baby and then we come back and she's like a teenager and there's this awkward thing where she's in bed with him and he's like whoa get out of the bed and she starts her period right then um this is like all these weird little things like and again, maybe sexuality and that thing is an area where I feel it's very taboo, which is something he mentions in the movie. Uh, so she's definitely aware of that. And she's a French filmmaker, and this is, in a, you know, so maybe my American sensibilities are like clashing with this. Um, there's all sorts of potential factors that I'm not um, sure on, but it it definitely didn't make the movie work for me. Um. And I, we end up finding out that they were all, like, death row inmates. Yes. Kind of haphazardly, like, it's, like, thrown out there, like, on a a guy on a train that we see for five seconds. 
Yeah, uh, and even the doctor. Is she a doctor or a nurse? I'm not really sure what she is. Julia Pinoche is uh, dim. Yeah. Is it dim? I guess doctor. She seems to know way too much about reproduction for it to just be a nurse, but... Um, and I... Ugh, like... I feel like actually the whole movie made me uncomfortable. Like, the obsession mm. with procreating. Yeah. Like... Um, and all of these babies just keep dying. Uh, doesn't, uh, I'm so bad with the names and they all have weird names anyway. Yeah. So it's like, like Mia Goth's name is Boise. Oh yeah. I didn't even put that together. Okay. Um, and then we find out that her, um, she murdered her children and her husband. Yeah. And, I mean, who else are they going to put on the ship with these criminals? But also, how do you not expect them to start acting out the way that they do? And not all of them do, just that one guy. But, yeah. oh, man. And that Robert Pattinson's character is, like, keeping himself pure, and he's not taking her drugs and stuff, and he's also not ejaculating into a cup for her yeah. <laughs> for the drugs. And... Then she rapes him. Yeah, uh, we're told because like we see the water a couple of times. Like there's three different types of water, but we see her putting something in it. Apparently, she sedates them uh, with the drinking water, and when she wants full control, she over sedates them. And yeah, that rape sequence is uncomfortable. Um, which I, it's supposed to be again, clearly not like we're not supposed to be like, oh great, this is happening. But it, some things I'm just like, I don't like, know if I want to go through that. The whole thing, though, like, watching, I don't even know how to talk about this, because we're, like, such friends, too, and I think that that even makes it awkward, um, like, her saving the sperm. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And, like, I feel like this movie is interesting because of the way that it's graphic. Yeah. maybe it is because we're American, and maybe... You yeah, know, I definitely think that's part of it because it's not something you would see in a lot of regular films. Even like, that happening to a man, like yeah, that we don't. I don't feel like I don't know if I've ever seen that in a movie. Like just singing off the top of my head. Yeah, um, I I know that there's been stuff like referenced or you know said, but yeah, that that graphic. Um, I don't think so. And um, even like how Willow comes into existence, which is as a result of the rape and the, the, I guess the sperm that she harvested is the way to phrase that. Um, And then she implants into uh, Mia Goff's character, um, which they don't, they jump around quite a bit with that too. Like, you know, we see things happen and then like next thing you know, you see Mia Goth like lactating like a lot. Is that lactating? That just looks like. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know, <laughs> but that was what I took it to mean. Like, especially because we are told it's your baby. Like, there's a lot of information like handed out at that point, and that seems to be why she chooses to like get on the ship. Like, she <sighs> mad or guilty, or she insisted that she wouldn't have a child, and then she did, and so I, I feel like that was a suicide mission that she went on. Um, I, I don't know. Some of the user reviews on IMDb are really, really harsh. Like, 
and I don't disagree with some of what they're saying. I think maybe they're a little more harsh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they were all going to die anyway, but if I'm going to die anyway, I, at least I would want to be mostly comfortable if I'm on death row and they're going into this unknown and they know that they're going to die at the end. So, yeah. Well, and that does, that part seems like something that is, you know, obviously commenting on society like are certain members of society um automatically sacrificial like can we just because they're death row inmates can we just do whatever we want with them like there's a lot of ethical questions called into being um and then it's really interesting robert pattinson we're we're shown that he is on death row this is where i'm confused because like i think mia goth says you killed your best friend because she killed your dog but the flashback seems to imply that the best friend finds the dead dog, his dog, and then he kills her, as though he killed the dog and then covered up the... Yeah, the, and it looked like the dog had drowned or something. I mean, we obviously... I don't... We're not given that information. No. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. This movie felt like it was three hours long. Yeah, it, it meanders a bit. And again, the plot structure is really unique. And I don't think it works very well, but it's definitely, like, again, because it's, we start off what would be quote-unquote present day, we go through, a like, casual flashbacks at first, where it's like, um, he says something, uh, I think I took a note, hang on, um, like, memories are, are, um, parasites or something like that? Uh, I don't have, I guess I didn't take a note. Oh, flashbacks and uh images from earth he says something like these images from earth because there's like tv screens and stuff is still coming to them even though they've been gone you know far too long um the implication is that because they're traveling at the speed of light the time is different for them like they're aging much slower than what people would be aging on earth um and it's said a couple of times because uh i think um andre 3000's character says something about his wife and his son and, and robert pattinson is like your son's dead by now you know, like the implications of the time difference. Um, and he, I forget, um, Rob, I forget the exact numbers, but at one point, uh, Robert Pattinson says to his daughter, I think that it's so, he's recording, I think, and he says that it's so many Earth days, and it's like this really big number, and he's like 6,000 local days or whatever. Yeah. So. I, see, I, I guess I missed some of those little details, but yeah, the feed the dog scene where he has to, give the report or they won't keep the power on or something like i guess i don't um and so that other ship that they come in contact with yeah. so they sent inmates out and then they sent dogs out as experiments apparently yeah and it appears that the dogs had more success reproducing i'm guessing because there's puppies word i didn't think about that yeah but they talk about all the radiation yeah, I guess from in order to travel at the speed of light that they're traveling, or as a result of traveling at the speed of light, or close to the speed okay. of light. Okay. Uh, that again, I'm not sure, and I don't know. The movie might say it, and maybe I just didn't get it. Um, or maybe that's just one of those things where it's like a throwaway, you know, pseudoscience. Um. That's fair. Yeah, and the whole the other ship, I don't know what they were. It didn't really make any sense to me. Um, Isn't this the second a24 robert pattinson a movie that robert pattinson's been in wasn't good times uh third because he's also in the lighthouse oh that's right 
and yeah, uh, Good Times is A24, which I love that movie. Um, but yeah, Pattinson's, there could be more, honestly, because, you know, Pattinson's been doing a lot of indie films. He is going to be our next Batman, which I'm excited about. Um, although I'm getting less excited because they keep announcing more people. And yeah. I'm like, how many villains are in this movie? Like, no. Five. Haven't you seen Spider-Man 3? This is not a good thing. Oh, Keep it simple. Um, so, yeah, it's got me a little nervous. I was excited about the Riddler, which I've now forgotten who they cast as the Riddler. But yeah. it was somebody I was excited about. And, uh, yeah, they, they keep announcing more and more people. And, like, um, they just announced Skarsgård, I think. Uh, one of the, the creep. Like, out. The, not... I don't... I always screw up. Maybe it's not Skarsgård. It's Sarsgard. It's... Oh. It, he's the villain in Green Lantern, and then he's in like other stuff, but he's always kind of creepy. And um, they said he's gonna be Harvey Dent, potentially Two Face. And I'm <laughs> like, I, I don't know, cause you know Green Lantern. But yeah. Anyways, um, I, obviously Corey and I maybe are either not smart enough, or not cultured enough, or maybe it's just not a movie for us. Uh, I could we, get behind all three of those. Yeah, I mean anything's possible here. Um. I did not hate it, but I definitely did not enjoy it. So I'm going to go with my rating as a not a total waste of time. Really I'm leaning going, into it. I'm going there. Uh, that's my pick, too. Where did we... Oh, did we... Did, was this purchased? Uh, yes, I did buy it, um, which is a shame because it is on Prime now, too. In fact... Dang, that keeps happening. A last, the last Black Man in San Francisco is on Prime now, too. Yeah. Um, which is great. People we should watch that, that movie. Yeah, we really love that one. Um, not so much High Life. Again, I, I have no, like, as a filmmaking standpoint, it's very well made. It's a very gorgeous film. It's a really cool. This is her first, I think, like, sci-fi kind of film from what I understand. I've not seen Claire Denis' other work, but I've heard she's really, really good. You, um, know, you can finish this. I always remember no. things after we... That, that was is it... good. There are some really cool scenes in it, though. Um, I think any good space movie, well, if you are going to portray space well, it should be terrifying, and I think that she hit that, you know, mm -hmm. perfectly. Um, and then also, at one point, he decides to, like, purge the ship of all the dead bodies, and he puts them all in their spacesuits, and then he's, like, pushing them out of the spaceship, and we just see, like, through the window or whatever you would call it these bodies kind of floating together yeah, away yeah, that's a and cool that was sequence. a really cool scene yeah it kind of reminded me of um the upside down not the upside down so that's uh, stranger things um what in get out the uh the sunken place um oh with him just kind of floating in nothingness and then uh oh there was something else i was gonna pull from but uh, yeah that i thought that was a really cool visual oh um under the skin it reminded me of as well. Oh, yeah. I love when she's just, like, slinking through the darkness. Yeah, I love that. Um, the sequences like that are always really cool visually. Yeah, just to point out, like, we're saying not a total waste of time because there is really good stuff here. Just as a whole, we didn't enjoy the ride. There was a lot of stuff that made us uncomfortable in ways that we're not okay with being uncomfortable. Um, it, it maybe broached some subject matter that we're not... Maybe we're Didn't a little too puritanical. We, I mentioned it as a joke. <laughs> that was, okay. Yeah, and that the scene that was the scene that I was referring to. That was like it figured. When, when she's like, because then she's like effing a deer. 
Did you notice that it changes, like, and it, like, touches her face? No. So, I, like, she's just thrashing around, she's man. She's thrashing around, like a, like, a weird Madonna music video in a very graphic, like, what it is for her. Um, but as she's, like, thrashing around, it's like a red seat that has a thing with it. I, this is, see, <laughs> I can't even talk about it. Like, I know. This, um... <laughs> I'm embarrassed even bringing it up, but at the end, it's like it's got fur and its arm like reaches up and like touches her, and it's like, what is happening? What is she fantasizing about? I am so not in an okay she's place. Drugs too. Yeah, well, I mean, she's she's out there for sure, if nothing else, right? And I, it's not a bad performance. It's just such an over the top, like evil supervillain type performance that I don't know that it fits with the kind of like his part of the movie feels very grounded like robert pattinson's character feels very grounded to me for the most part um there are scenes that do not feel grounded but they're always like it's heightened and you kind of get it it's like space madness that kind of thing okay but but no like there's some of the line reads that feel like wow what is what character is she going for um and again i think that's what they're going for it just didn't work for me uh really at all so yeah um again good stuff overall like in the film there's good stuff there not a not an experience that i would recommend you definitely have to be comfortable with with some stuff that i'm not generally comfortable with um so there you go uh, that's our <laughs> review of high life um uh i'm i'm good anything else you want to add no i'm ready f- to not be talking about this movie yeah. anymore so next week uh, Corey and I will be crying, uh, so be ready for that, because uh, we're going to be talking about Love Antosha, I think, Antasha. I don't know how to say the I name think of it's this Antosha. movie. Um, it I is don't know. the Antosha. Anton Yelchin documentary. Uh, that Corey and I, if you don't know this, uh, Corey and I are really, really big Anton Yelchin fans. We were both devastated when he died, very, very suddenly and early. Um, and I, as upset as I am that he died, I am always going to be grateful that it wasn't from like the hollywood story of like him getting into drugs and stuff like it's a freak accident and it's it's horrible but it it like lets me keep him in the high esteem yes undoing yes he didn't like you know bury himself because of like poor choices it was a weird circumstance but um we are both massive fans and we've wanted to see uh this documentary about his life and so it what better time than through the cracks um it is on all streaming services but you have to pay to to see it it is not free to stream um it is a documentary something that Corey rarely picks documentary so it's exciting that this is her pick too um a portrait of the extraordinary life and career of actor anton yelchin there are tons of celebrities in this thing jj abrams sophia Botella, nicholas cage john cho um, willem dafoe uh, joe dante is in here um ben foster who Corey and i are also big fans of jody foster uh, Craig Gillespie, I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard shows up, like, there's just, oh, Martin Landau? Frank Langella? Like, the, the, the freaking name list on this documentary, oh, Simon Pegg, Chris Pine, like, it just goes on and on, and that's kind of speaks volumes about him as an actor, and I do not doubt I will be crying by the end of this documentary, um, and I'm sure Corey will be, uh, the same. I'll just Snapchat you. Yeah, one of uh, my favorite moments in watching films over the last four years was watching Five to Seven, uh, 
which is an anti Yeltsin <laughs> film, and Corey telling me ahead of time how much it made her cry. And I'm at like the last 10 minutes of the movie, and I've not cried. And that cried. if you don't cry, yeah. then and you're not human. I'm like, I'm like, I'm texting, I'm literally typing to her, like, this movie's not sad. And then something happens in the movie, and I shatter, and I'm crying, like, ridiculous. Probably the most I'm... I've cried at, like, a <laughs> romance. Pretty sure I was sobbing, like, yeah. that ugly. <laughs> You know, because they set it up so well, and I didn't see that particular thing. Oh man, even talking about it, I'm just like, oh my god, don't talk about it. Um, and I, I love him. Uh, Odd Thomas, I like you've seen Odd Thomas, right? Oh yeah. I, I love that movie, and I cried real hard in that movie both times oh. that I watched it. Um, like he's just such a he was such a great actor. Um, it, it is devastating to me uh, that he is gone, and we won't get to see anything else from him. Um, but we did get Thoroughbreds, his last film, and that was also great. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, Another Olivia one of Tuck. his movies it, uh, just came up. Uh, I can't remember. It's on a streaming service that we have. I can't remember if it's Netflix, Shudder, uh, but he plays a drug addict, and I think he's in a wealthy family. Oh, I've seen that one with um, Kristen Stewart in that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That one, uh, if it's the one I think it is, um, I'm gonna try to look it up now because uh, Kathy found that one in one of her random like pull up a movie on, with no real context for some reason, and it was like <laughs> that was it. Um, I'm trying to find what it was because it was an older one. Uh-huh. There's five to seven. There's still a few of his movies I've not seen. Um, some of them look like they won't be very good, not because of him, just because of, like the other people around them. Um, oh, I want to watch that movie. Um, I tried to watch Rememory and I didn't get through it. Mm. Is this the right? He's in Terminator Salvation. It's We Don't Belong Here. Oh, where's that one? I'm trying to find it. 2017. Oh, really? I passed the crap out of it. Catherine Keener. Caitlin Dever. Oh, wow. She's got to be super young there. Um, well, maybe that's not the movie I thought it was. Because that seems too new. No, that's not the movie I thought it was. Oh, cool. This is on a streaming service, you say. Hey, I might have to check yeah. this one out. I can't remember which one, but it definitely oh, Riley was. Riley Keough is in it as well. I'm a big fan of hers. Oh, Maya Rudolph? Carrie Ellis. Oh, Shannon? Yeah, I have to try to check this out. What's the reviews? Not, not super positive on the, the IMDb user score. No Metacritic score. Um, but, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you see those plot keywords? Might be hard. Yeah. Probably will be. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's this episode, folks. We will be back with our review of Love and Tosha. If you want to hit us up and tell us why we're stupid for not living high life or uh, agree with us or maybe you're mad at us because we tricked you into watching it and you didn't enjoy the sex box sequence either. Um, sorry. Sorry. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews. Corey? At Corey R Star. Two R's on the end. Of course, you can tell us positive things, too. You don't just have to give us negative comments. Yeah, don't comments. be mean. Um, but uh, we'll be back with our full review of Love Antosha next week. Um, until then, keep
keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts covering the entire movie verse as something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.